very much too hot with the kangaroo, so what did I do? I went to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I made that comedy side, guys. Oh yeah. Comedy side, guys. <laughs> comedy side, guys. Oh yes. Comedy side, guys. Go dance. Over a hill and under a misty mountain, deep within the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm Doug Vandalay with another episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. You can follow the show on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and pester me at Doug Vandalay. Hello to everybody listening on CITR 101.9 here for the first 30 minutes of the show. I'm joined today by stand-up comedian and closet weeaboo, Ola Dada. Welcome. I just welcomed myself. All right. <laughs> well, welcome to me as well. How's it going? I'm very good, my man. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So you host Blackout Comedy, is that right? Yes, I do. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that show? Um, Blackout Comedy, uh, I basically started myself because like, I wanted to like showcase kind of black talent in uh, Vancouver because, you know, obviously there's not a lot of black people, right? So I created a show basically to, not, you know, encourage uh, people of color to come out and p- perform, feel more comfortable. Just that That's basically the whole spectrum of the show. And it's not really limited to comedy. So when I say showcase talent, it could be really anything. If you wanted to dance, we would make room at the beginning of the show or just, you know, find a way to fit it around comedy. It's, you know, mainly for comedy, but we'll accommodate other talents as well, too. Awesome. Um, do you run that on your own? Uh, yeah. No, I run it with uh, Susie, and she was, we are co-runners for Goldie's, uh, for what used to be Goldie's Pizza, for Awesome Comedy. So we co-run that stuff together, but I kind of mainly, mainly, like, coined the idea and run it front myself so is it in the comedy basement yeah it used to be in the comedy basement uh, goldie's pizza kind of like you know well, out of business and stuff <laughs> do you know about the uh blind tiger does the people of color program hmm. no, honestly, which is I've pretty cool i've seen essay has been on one of your shows before right yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, she runs that with ronald dario at blind oh, tiger and oh. it's like a improv and i think sketch course I should, um, I should know that yeah it's cool you should check it out we talked to <laughs> I think we talked to Ronald about it a yeah. bit on a previous episode. What are your favorite rooms to perform in Vancouver? Oh, my favorite rooms. Oh, man. Like, in terms of, like, showcase or open mic or just place to hang out. Uh, one of my favorite places, well, what would you like to know? Just all the spectrum. Yeah, let's let's do that. Okay. One of my favorite places to be at is um, Yuck Yucks, of course. Uh, you know, the comedy makes when it was a thing. Honestly, like, I'm not saying this because I run Goldie's Pizza. Goldie's Pizza was such a, like, special place. To perform at even like regardless if it was like an open mic or not like it was just always such a good night like i would say like obviously i'd have to pick favorites goldie's pizza because it's where i kind of started so uh, i've always been like felt like very comfortable you know to like you know perform there and it's always been a good time a good show regardless of how the show goes for me you know what i mean yeah, totally. What what I really like about Goldie's Pizza is you get like big names there and everything. Yeah, but it still feels like a small room. Exactly. Like, uh, I saw Brian Posehn there, yeah, and it wow. was it was just like, yeah, we were like sitting right up the front at a table. It was mm-hmm. like like seeing some like classic old old time comedy. It's like exactly. the, uh, it's like looking at, at those like Seinfeld bits and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it's really classic that way. So like Susie does a really great job, like you know, running that show. Like, so I'm very excited for the future when uh, she can get it back up and running again. Because, yeah, like you said, very, very big names with a small town, like small show feel at the same time, right? So so is it currently not running? Uh, right now, we're looking for a new location to like yeah. continue the comedy basement. But Susie is still putting on shows, and um, we haven't found like a permanent home. Like right now, I'm hosting Blackout Comedy at Portside the first Wednesday of every month. That's where we're at right now. 
Um, but I don't know. I'm liking the place, so I might see if we're going to keep it there or not. Yeah, cool. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So you were recently on the lineup for Story, Story, Lie. Yes. With a friend of the show, Joe Dvorak. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? It was very good. It was, uh, I, like, it was particularly hard for me because I, I am so horrible at lying. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it, it, it kind of taught me how to, you know, kind of keep a better or straighter face when I lie and stuff like that. It's a very different experience because, like, Especially when you're doing stand-up comedy, you kind of like experiencing or waiting for a laugh. You just kind of come there and tell your story. So like it, it was very kind of freeing in that aspect because you're not really expecting a, a sort of gratification. You're just there to tell your story and uh, people identify if it's true or not kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, people still laughed. So you were, the, you were the liar that I night? I was definitely the liar that night. Did many people figure it out? Um, Not really, but I did have someone call me out very heavily on it. She had, oh, well, basically, I had a story where saying where I was a bouncer and, and whatnot, which was kind of loosely true, but not really. So I, like, basically exaggerated the job of what I had to do. And then uh, she called me out, like, you need a license to be a bouncer, right? And then I was like, oh, that is a big no-no for this story. That's a giant hole. So I, basically what I did was just a lot of smoking mirrors and, and made a bunch of jokes to distract everybody else from uh, <laughs> for what she was saying. I did the Trump thing. That's what I did. Nice. <laughs> How long have you been doing stand-up? Um, I'd say, seriously, I've been doing stand-up for about like two years now, or two and a half years. Yeah, two, two and a half years. Cool. Yeah. How'd you get started? Um, I started just like uh, finding out about Goldie's Pizza. One night, I wasn't sure really comedy was happening. Went down and asked Susie if I can get on. And then, you know, she found a way to get me up and, you know, it started from there. She loved me. She asked me to come back. The first year, I don't even usually count the first year I did comedy because I didn't even think comedy was happening anywhere else in the city besides Goldie's Pizza. So I'd only go to that spot and that spot alone. So, like, all year I didn't, I did comedy, like, what, like 12 times the entire year because that's when Susie had the time to get me up at Goldie's Pizza. <laughs> and then one time she asked me, so, have you ever been to the um, other spots in the city? I'm like, oh, really? Well, there's other spots. <laughs> That's a really different experience than most people ask that question because they're like, yeah, I was getting up every night everywhere I could. Because Goldie's is like a pretty hard one to get on anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, honestly, like from the first moment I got on, man, I was like, man, I love this. But I didn't even know, like, you can do it more. <laughs> so did you You already have a routine? Um, no, actually. <laughs> I didn't really start writing stuff till like, honestly, like my second year in. Like, I would obviously come in with a funny premise or idea that I'd, I'd like to talk about have the like loose punch of what I want to get to but essentially how I got to that punch was almost different every time because I didn't really write it down or anything like that so a lot of it was kind of like I, I, I hate to say it but just you know, riffing <laughs> for the most part but I was just having lots of fun with it did anything from your early riffing days stick to your current routine oh yeah yeah there's so many of those like so many of those jokes like I'm, I'm happy I kept them and I could remember them. Like, I, I usually used to record them, though. So I was able to listen back to it. And then, like, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I like that. I'll keep that. And then maybe talk and riff about that later. Maybe I don't need that kind of thing and scrap it out. Um, yeah, I do have, like, a very, very early joke that's still kind of stuck today. And it kind of helped me win my competition last night. Um, it's called the Nathan joke, I call it. Hang on. You, you just uh, buried the lead there. So you won a competition last night? Yeah. What oh, that? yeah. Sorry. My bad. I just kind of <laughs> just kind of dropped that. I was like, oh, whoop. Um, it's for top six, um, top comic for Sirius XM. Oh, you, you won the... Oh, not one completely, but I'm going to be going to, uh, the next phase where I get votes and everything. So if right. you listen to this, vote for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, top We'll top put a link three. on the website. Yeah, that'd be amazing, man. I yeah. appreciate it. But, um, every, for the past three nights, for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's what I was getting ready for. They had 10 comics 
perform each night at Yuck Yucks, and the top three that gets picked moves on to the next round, where in Canada gets to vote for their favorite, and right. then the top six go to Toronto. Who else is in the top three? I think um, of Maddie Vu was in the running. Yes, Maddie Vu, um, Kyle Bottom, uh, um, Sophie, um, Sophie as well too. Um, Sophie Buttle. Yeah, Sophie Buttle. Um, Kelly, Kelly. I just met Kelly yesterday, and I can't remember his last name. Oh, Andrea Jin as well too. Another fast tracker from Yucks. Um, I can't remember anybody right now. All right, <laughs> the last fulling days. Bridge I was so burned, focused. officially burned. They're gonna listen to this and hate me forever. I, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Who do you think would you, would you say is your biggest comedy influence? Um, my biggest comedy influence, I don't really have, like, a certain person that, like, I kind of try and draw from as many people as possible. But, I mean, one of the earliest comedians I, you know, I kind of watched and kind of stuck with me was uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has always been, like, a, like a very kind of amazing figure I wanted to aspire to be as a comedian kind of thing. Like, you know, he's a very brave comic to say uh, safely. Um... He does those skits, and oh, actually no, I think Childish Gambino. Oh yeah, I know. I know that sounds crazy, but I would say I'd love to say Childish Gambino because uh, he does something that I perfectly want to do, like what I aspire to be completely an actor and a rapper and also a comedian. How he does those three, I do not understand. So like, he's got to be like the busiest man in Hollywood, right? I don't even know how he does it. Like that, I mean, it. I understand how long and, it and takes. And his name is set. Dong Lover. Yeah, I mean, it kind it kind of goes right into it though. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's like he didn't even springboard off off of being related to Danny Glover or anything yeah. like he made it in his own right. Like yeah. what was his? Uh, he had that uh, that sketch crew that Ellie Campbell was in as well. Oh, man, I can't. Remember. I just with. used to watch the sketches growing up, and I just absolutely loved them. To be honest, I didn't even know they were the same people for a while. You know, Charlie Gambino and Donald Glover. I didn't even know. But um, another uh, artist, I think I'd say uh, Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart gets like a lot of flack in the comedy. World. I mean, at least in, like for most times I talk to people, it's like, oh, he's all act outs, you know, not really punchline. But I'm like, to make to do a to build a career all of just act outs, I believe is just one of the hardest things to do. Doing that many act outs in an hour, right? So, I really admire a lot man. of energy yeah. as well that I could not match. No, not at all. Like, how do you follow that much energy in, in one set? <laughs> hey, my name is Eric. I'm Piers, and this is Podcast vs. Podcast. You're listening to us here on the Cave Goblin Network. We take turns pitching podcasts to each other. We're trying to find a good podcast to do because we don't have any ideas. So turn off whatever show you're listening to. Turn on our show. How about you? Oh, my comedy influences. Well, I'm not a stand-up or anything. Yeah, no, but um, you like comedy. I do like comedy. <laughs> uh, I have a show about it that you're listening to right now. <laughs> I'd say I, I, I like a lot of sort of like anti-comedy, oh, like okay. uh, Nathan Fielder sort of stuff, uh, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. and... Um, like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, I really like a lot of podcasters, obviously, like uh, Scott Ackerman, Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. It's a big influence of mine. I I think I probably mentioned him in like 90% episodes of this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that doesn't get turned on me too often. For me, it's weird. Like, oh man, uh, as a comedian, I don't even know enough com- comedians, you know, like in terms of famous comedians. Like, I mean, I watch comedy, but I, I, I don't watch enough. So I'm just trying to like really learn and soak up as many as i can you know obviously in the field that i am um i get a lot of flack for it <laughs> especially hanging out with other comedians I'm like hey do you know this person i'm like uh, let me ask you this because uh, i have this problem i don't enjoy watching stand-up specials as much as i used to before mm-hmm. i got into like interviewing comedians a yeah. lot like i love watching all the netflix specials that come out and stuff but yeah. now i've really got to be in the right mood like we've been sitting on wanting to watch the new uh nate bargazzi special and and my uh girlfriend's constantly 
like let's watch that tonight i was like oh no i don't really feel like you know doing homework for the, <laughs> for the show even yeah. though i know i'm gonna enjoy it do you yeah. do you find uh you get that at all or? oh man like uh for me especially after i started doing comedy i really started to appreciate the opening acts and then the host because a great example would be like the last special that kevin Hart came out with um he, even though he is one of like my favorite comedians honestly i didn't enjoy that special that much but it was weird because I watched it live and I enjoyed it so much better because uh, going the opening acts for the show, the host, the whole energy in the room, like that's why comedy is still, it's a, it's a live entertainment. Like it's harder to translate that energy and translate the funny through a television because I watched both and for, I did not enjoy watching it at home on the special, right? Because you're just watching it on TV, right? So, I mean, yeah, it does get hard to watch comedy for me considering like I spent all of my day doing it. So yeah. um, I, I kind of stay away from comedy when it comes to like watching it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that probably goes for a lot of a lot of comics. This is sort of a similar question, but uh, I got to ask you, what's your favorite anime? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mm, I don't know, man. I have a lot. <laughs> uh, Naruto. What are, you, what are you watching right now? What am I? Oh, okay. I kind of took a break from anime because, you know, if you watch a lot of anime, you get to this wall where you've seen it all. Yeah. And then you just kind of go away from anime for a bit. And One Punch to... Season 2 is out right now. Is it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm about to hop on that. You know, uh, Have you seen Backy? No. Oh, it's on Netflix. Netflix has been doing a pretty good job of actually, like, I'm nerding out so hard right now. I have my nerd bonus on. <laughs> um, Ajin, as A-J-I-N, is pretty good. That's another Netflix special. And I think it got about, like, three seasons on there. Um, how about yours? What, what are you watching right now? Uh, right now, uh, so we have another podcast that's like a Patreon exclusive called One Thousand Pieces, mm-hmm. where we're trying to watch every episode of One Piece. Yeah, uh, ten oh episodes at a time, but we're not taking any notes, and we're trying to just do it all from memory. <sighs> and we're stuck on episode two because I've still got to edit that one. But it's yeah. like it's 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 tough. Yeah, do you like up. One Piece? Uh, no, I give up on One Piece. Like it's tough. at a very young age, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed it. But I just didn't like the long filler weights. You know, Naruto was notorious for those fillers, right? And like um, Dragon Ball as well. Dragon Ball. I quit Dragon Ball as well too growing up. Um, I kind of stuck with Naruto because I don't know. Everyone's, I just, I don't know why. I just really like kind of jived and related with Naruto a lot more. So, And all my homies used to watch it also. So I guess we always used to talk about it. Uh, I think Naruto has to be one of my favorites, man. I think. Because I literally spent like 16 years of my life watching it. So... <laughs> I really liked uh, FMA Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's really good, too. I think that's kind of like a basic answer yeah. um, to, to what's the best one. I really want to watch Evangelion. I've actually um, never heard of that one. What is, what is that? Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's it's like uh, God is fed up with humans, so he sends mm. the angels to Earth to kill them, and so the humans make mechs to fight them back. Wow. Damn. And it's supposed to be like a kind of a... It's a satire, but not in a comedy sense, okay. of Gundam, okay. I think. But yeah, it's most people that have seen it call it like all-time best. Uh, have, you, uh, have you had a chance to... Uh, speaking of God Complex, have you had a chance to see Death Note, of course? Yeah. All right. Death Note was the second ever anime I watched all the way through. Perfect. Wait, what's, your, what's your top five? Top five animes? Yes. That's uh, a tough question. Okay, so Brotherhood, obviously. Yeah. Number um, five or number one? Oh, I don't know how to rank it. Okay, you know what? I'm just, just going to do five. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I see if I can remember five. One Punch Man okay. is excellent. Death Note. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the middle third of it. Okay. Yeah, it gets, that's true. It gets really boring for yeah. a bit after. I'm not going to spoil it. 
this one's not a Japanese studio, but if you count it, I really, really like uh, Afro Samurai. Yes, Afro Samurai is really good. And I like it because they keep it really short and sweet, right? They don't really drag it out. Like That's why I really appreciate Death Note as well, too. Have you had a chance to watch uh, Steingate? No, that that's the one with like Tutoru comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I really yeah. want to watch that. Steingate is really good. Like it, like gives you like a like a little brain twister there for a second. It starts off so slow. Oh my goodness. Um, but I say like you wait till I think episode six or seven, and then it really picks up because it ties everything together. So I'm trying to explain without giving anything away. Yeah, it's it's hard to do. I really like Ghost in the Shell. Ghost as in well. the Shell. I didn't like that at all. I haven't watched the show, but I really like the movie. The movie with yeah. the the who acted it again? Who was uh, uh Scarlett? Scarlett. Yeah, no, Scarlett. I mean I mean like oh, the like original. The original. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the movie. I was about to get disappointed in you. <laughs> and actually, maybe all time if we're going movies as well, like it's got to be Akira. Akira, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, what about Hunter X Hunter? You have a chance to see that? I think we're just gonna name every. I, anime. I know we're just gonna sit here and I, talk about anime for the rest of the show. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one. Um, it is so good. It is so so good, and it's one of those shows. I don't understand why anime be like that sometimes, where like it would be so dry for like almost eight episodes, and then boom, just everything just blows up. So if you can, I tried watching Hunter Hunter X Hunter like four or five times. I couldn't get through like four episodes. I was like, you know what? I quit. Like after the like eighth time, I watched, continue watching. Boom, I was hooked. It's amazing. All right, I gotta have to try it out. All right, so another one I love. Uh, I've got to say, was Attack on Titan season oh, yes. one, but just season mm. one, and then it just—I've never seen a show get so bad so quickly. <laughs> Bleach. <laughs> Does that happen to Bleach as well? Yeah, um, especially if you like uh, read the mangas and everything. The the guy who was drawing it just kind of gave up. It was kind of sad. Right. He um, kind of let go of the entire arc itself. It was weird. Bleach was a weird one because like it got really good, and then got really bad, and then got really good again. And they just stopped airing on TV because of how bad it was. And they, the manga got really good. And it got really... Oh, such a weird up and down. It was, it was strange. Yeah, I, do, I don't know if I'm going to have the patience for that one. No, like, I can tell you what, like, arcs to watch. You know, just to let you know, just to save your time. Just don't do not do some of the arcs. The well, eyes I, and I've, got, I've got to fill all my anime time with One Piece currently. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. I gotta do a, if I do 100 episodes of that show, I'll finish it. <laughs> oh, my God. Good luck, man. <laughs> you might lose your hair by the time you finish One Piece, man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if I ever finish it. <laughs> well, what are you working on right now? Um, what am I? Well, in terms of anime or? Oh, uh, in terms of comedy. In comedy, what am I working on? Like a new joke or like walking to words? I guess uh, like what's on the cards for you now? Like what can people look out for? Oh, okay. Um, right now, what's on the cards? Um, in terms of shows, but I am working towards um June fifth blackout comedy. I'm doing this thing called the Rush Hour Special, right? So basically, I'm going to have black and Asian people perform for the show. So this should be a little fun, um, interesting thing I'm trying to do. Um, like uh, For blackout comedy, uh, for people that don't know, a lot of times I get this question, like it pre- it's going to be predominantly a black lineup, but that doesn't mean necessarily all black. Right. Yeah, so, and it's just gonna, something I'm just going to play around with. I'm going to do, I do stuff like a roast battle as well, too, but like the traditional black style roast battle. So, like, so like, like Jam? Yeah, I kind of like that stuff. Honestly, that's the idea I have, like, wilding out. So, that's kind of like, you know, something I kind of want to grow for Vancouver itself, you know, an atmosphere that people can, you know, like, yeah, this is what you can do here, right? So, it's not really just confined between comedy. So, even if I can get like a rap battle to happen, like, if I can find two people who are willing to like a rap battle, it's happening. Like, this is, this is a show. Not like a comedy show. Like I wanted to be able to be super interactive in terms of like 
when um, certain you know events are happening. So obviously, when the comedy is happening, everyone's gonna be quiet. But I want this show not to have a certain border around it of like, oh, this is comedy and that's it. Like it's gonna be comedy, but different styles of comedy, you know, different styles of entertainment as well, just to showcase black kind of you know environment in Vancouver. Yeah. So when's that one? June five. June June fifth. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, special I'll... surprise for everybody. I'm going to do my best to make it out to that one. Of course. Of course. We'd love to have you. Thanks so much for coming on today, Ola. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Where can uh, people follow you online? Uh, Showtime.data okay. on Instagram. And um, it's, I think I have the same handle for my YouTube page as well, too. Um, right now, I, I just operate ma- pre- like off my Instagram, and that's where I put all my skits or like all my Showtimes coming up. Um, that's basically where everything I do. If you need to know anything about me, just um, you know, Instagram. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow the Cave Goblin Network on all social media at Cave Goblins or check out what we're doing over on cavegoblins.com. Please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Podchaser. It's the best way you can help the show for free. If you're feeling a little more generous, head over to patreon.com forward slash cavegoblins for some exclusive content. I've been Doug Vandalay, and this has been Comedy Zeitgeist. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.